All right, everyone, this is your host, Rafal Machevsky, for another edition of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. Today is going to be another compilation episode where I'm bringing three old episodes on the topic of saying no for success, auditing your inner circle, and priorities. These three fit so well together that will enhance not only your fitness journey, but also your own life. So for me, and I was just having this conversation today, that when you develop yourself personally, it will influence so many different aspects of your life. And that includes your health, your fitness health, all those things. Something as simple as getting negative people out of your life completely, like pulling the plug on them, can do wonders, wonders for mental clarity, happiness levels, and just being able to have the motivation to do things every day. Learning how to say no is another huge hurdle for so many people. Being able to say no and showing that you respect your own time and your own life to other people will do wonders for your life, especially when it comes to fitness and health, because the more you say no to things that you're not really that happy and you know excited about, will leave more time for you to focus on yourself and for your health. It's not being selfish because we are trying to improve your health. There's nothing selfish about that. And the last thing is priorities. And this episode is very interesting because this concept of someone being very, very, very consistent with their health, their gym attendance, and then out of nowhere, life happens and you completely vanish. And it could be a year, it can be a couple months, it can be five years, and then eventually you make the decision to come back. And I find that very interesting So I wanted to bring these three episodes together to kind of give some clarity, some motivation to get you guys going for the week. So here is the newest compilation episode for Cut the Shit, Get Fit. Here we go. You know, the first thing I want to talk about is this whole idea of New Year's resolutions. You know, it's Christmas is over. People are kind of still going to some parties and whatnot and um everybody kind of has on their mind like what's going to be my new year's resolution right and which is all great and dandy but i think for most people and the coach is listening but this is more for the you know everyday person just interested in fitness and health there is no person out there that said, all right, January 1st, I am going to crush this new year. I am going to go to the gym every single day, and I'm going to eat super clean every day, and it's going to be my new thing. I don't think a lot of people have done that, to be honest. So the way I look at it, and I do this in my consultation when I have a client come in, in person or online, you know, they tell me, all right, I'm super motivated. I really want to like go into overdrive and kick some ass and work out with you five days a week. And I'm like, fucking awesome. That sounds great. When was the last time you've done that? And how long did it take you to stop? 
and I get two answers. It's either, well, I've actually never done that before, or, yeah, I've done it for about two weeks and then I stopped because this, this, and this happened. So really, let's make some realistic goals, and that's a huge one. I always, like, throw this down my clients' throats is make realistic changes and goals and behaviors. You know, there's this whole, like, marketing thing that happens on January or the end of December telling people that, you know, for the next 30 days, you're just going to crush it and blah, 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 like, New Year's resolutions, this is the way to go. That's all just plain bullshit. So what I rather have people do is choose like one or two things that is realistic. So my example before when I get a new person uh, hiring me as their coach that wants to work out five days a week, let's make that your main goal and work up to it. It's just like if I had someone come to me, they're like, I want to run a marathon awesome, let's not run 30 miles on your first day because that's just stupid. If I told you to do that, you'd like give me the finger or tell me to fuck off. So why is it acceptable in our industry and in the world that you know January 1st for the next 30 days, 60 days or whatever the hell you want to do, you're going to go to the gym every single day? Like that's just stupid. So with my example... Uh, with the five days a week person, I tell everybody that comes to me, let's just start off with one day a week. And then they look at me like, what? Are you you serious? I'm like, yep, let's just do one day a week, make that a habit, and then add another day to your, you know, schedule, right? Because if you've come from no workout experience where you do it every single week no matter what maybe there's a week or two where you don't go because of x y and z and then you come right back to it because you miss it then sure we can try doing five days a week but for the most part a lot of people are not like that so every client that i have to this day i've told them all the same thing because they've all said, okay, how many days a week should I be working out? I've read that, you know, three is minimum, so maybe I should do four or five. I told every single one of them, let's just start off with one. And to this day, seven, eight years later, I still have probably 80 to 90% of the same clients training with me because of that single advice. And you know what? This this actually works for all the coaches listening. That That's my sales technique. Like That's my tactic that I use. I'm just plain, brutally honest with people to the point where I tell them right off the bat, I'm going to be the worst salesman today. I'm going to tell you what I actually think you need and not what most salespeople will tell you that you need this fancy package of six days, five days a week, and I'm going to throw this on top, and you're going to pay this amount of money, and you're going to be locked in for 12 months. No. I tell everybody we're starting with one day a week. Let's make that a habit for two, three months straight, and then let's add a second day. Every single client that I have that you know, I gave this advice to, they come to me after a while and are like, hey, you know what? I think I'm ready to do two days, uh, two days a week. I'm like, fucking awesome. Let's do it. And they've all seen success. And then because they start off small and make it a habit as just part of their life, 
they can stay consistent to it. It's more realistic. So this whole idea of like, I'm going to go balls to the wall as hard as possible in the new year, stupid. It's just, it's stupid. Just don't do it. Now, the other thing that I feel that, you know, these new year's resolution people out there or even coaches that have this, you know, in the back of their head, like even me, I was like, oh shit, you know, January's coming up. Like, what am I going to do for my fitness? Like, am I going to get completely shredded? Am I going to do this? And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I even fall into that sometimes. So my second thing that I want to talk about, and you've maybe heard of this term, is auditing your inner circle. So if you look, I can't remember who came up with this, but it's probably stolen from a book and some other some other dude probably spoke at a conference about it, but it makes sense. So the five people that you hang out with the most is the sum of you. So if you took five people and looked at them and evaluated them, you know, financially, emotionally, um, spiritually, and on their fitness level, you would be the sum of those five people. You're the average of those five. And sometimes, and a lot of times actually, there's usually a couple people in your life that you don't actually need because they're dragging you down. And I know this sounds kind of narcissistic, douchebaggy, an asshole, but what value are they bringing you to your life? Like the example I have in my head and I've been through this, is that person that is like the Debbie Downer that every time you approach them with an idea or something you're really excited about, they're like, oh, well, that sounds cool, but... Or they they just shoot everything down. They're not happy in their own life, and it's just like a drag. And then you get to a point where you're like, why do I even tell this person anything? Why do I even bother? Why do I even try? And they don't even know how miserable they are because they're not even self-aware enough to see it. And I think this is where your personal growth really kicks in. Like if you can see that, like if you really think about it, like after this podcast, like sit down and write down the five people that you hang out with the most and see if they're actually those kind of people. Because they could be the ones holding you back from success, not only in the gym, but in life in general. And again, yeah, it might sound like you're, you might turn an asshole. This is not, it's not what it is. It's trying to elevate your life to the next level. Like if you want to be stuck doing the same thing over and over again, seeing no progression, then, you know, like, what's the point? Now, here's an example. This is the extreme example. I don't suggest anyone doing this, but over the, I think, eight years that I've been training, you know, I've seen a lot of divorces. And the reason behind that is, you know, husband or wife, they start training with me and they see a lot of success. They're starting to get happy, but their spouse is the complete opposite. They don't care about their health. They don't care about their appearance. They don't care, you know, enough to not even like even that's okay if they want to be like that, but not even care enough to support the other spouse in their interests. You know, I've seen a lot of couples that I've trained uh, where one person trains, they've 
like they've done like Ironmans and competed at the highest level at a you know recreational athlete and their spouse is the complete opposite but they're there at every so I'm this is an example because there's one person that came to mind that's an Ironman contender you know her husband would come out to every event would drive her to every event would go to the pool with her and do everything humanly possible to support her and that relationship worked like that's amazing but a lot of times that spouse rather sit on the couch than you know care if what he or she is cooking for dinner is actually going to help the other spouse in their you know journey to lose 10 pounds 20 pounds do an Ironman, do a half marathon or whatever it is. And there's this huge like battle between the spouses and things can get ugly. And I've seen it. I've experienced it firsthand where clients have told me about their divorce. And this was the sole like core reason is that their spouse did not support them or even change or try to change. Because the typical thing that I would hear is that, my client would come home, they finished their workout, full day of work, they did X, Y, and Z for the family, and they cook dinner, and the spouse decides not to eat that dinner because they rather eat a bag of chips and two O'Henry bars. It's like, what's, wh- why? Like, why would a person want to do that? And again, like... That is the extreme example, but imagine if day in, day out, for years and years and years, you dealt with someone that felt like a little like chain dragging you down, trying to like get to the next portion of your life. Like that can be emotional draining, and it could be enough that it doesn't allow you to do that. And I've seen clients that I've trained where they begin their you know fitness journey and because their spouse is not supportive supportive enough they just never do it you know they i've seen them so excited to get started they're so motivated they want to push through but just it's not happening and then when i start asking some questions it's really clear to me that that other spouse like i've even seen spouses get jealous and it gets it just gets messy So that's the extreme example, but what if, you know, you audit your inner circle that hangs out with you the most, and you have a couple friends that all they want to do is go out, drink, and go out to any restaurant that's not typically the best thing every single night, and you feel obligated to go because you don't want to be that person where you're like, oh, I don't want to, blah, 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 like that over time could really be the reason why you're not being successful now i'm no life coach i'm no therapist or anything but you have to kind of sit down and figure out if you know being healthy is a priority in your life like maybe you don't have to completely take those people out of your life but maybe rather than hanging out with them four days a week at a pub you drop it down to two or one right and if they can't support your decision well 
fuck, like, it's either your your own health or pleasing others, right? So you really have to decide for yourself and understand your why. Like, what? why do you want to be healthy? And if it's a big enough priority that you deep down inside want to be the healthy person and not go out and eat every night and drink every night, then you have to kind of sacrifice a little bit, right? It's just like how I put my example about the whole financial planner thing. If I hired a person to help me with my money, right? If I really want to save money every month, I can't go buying stupid shit on Amazon every day. I need to save that money for that month. Yes, it's going to hurt because I'm not going to get a shiny toy, but in the long run, I'm going to have more money, which will give me more freedom, which will give me more opportunity. So you really need to think for yourself, like, what's really important in my life? Maybe have a discussion with your friends and family that, hey, 2018, I'm going to take charge of my health. I want to be a healthier person, and I need you to support me in this. You don't have to change at all. But I want you to know that this is going to be a priority and things are going to change and you either can support me or, you know, tough love, you just fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you need to have those difficult conversations with those people. It's going to it's going to hurt. It's going to feel really shitty. You're probably going to have anxiety right before and you're probably going to give yourself a billion excuses not to have that difficult conversation. But I guarantee you the moment it's over, you're going to feel like the weight has lifted off your shoulders. There's no surprises down the road with your friends or family. They're going to eventually understand. And if they don't, then they don't, they shouldn't be in your life at all or entirely like you really got to make the choice for yourself and figure out if if health is really your priority. Um, so I'm going to stop there and rambling on about that. If you guys want to reach out and comment on something I said in the last, I don't know, 15 minutes, by all means. Um, so what I want to go over today is something that can help you in life and also help you when it comes to fat loss, muscle gain, or just being a badass in the gym. Um, so the big one for me, and I think I spoke about this in my last episode when someone reached out and asked me like, hey, what should I be reading, learning, or figuring out to become a better coach? And one of the books I recommended that I recommend everybody read is essentialism and I cannot remember who wrote it um, but again I will put it in the show notes if you are one of those people that will just go on Amazon and buy without even thinking um, I probably read this book about a year ago and it kind of changed the way I looked at how I structure my life and how I structure my business and um, to kind of give a summary of what the book is essentially is um, if it's whatever you have coming your way, if it's a project at work that requires you to stay late, if it's a bunch of friends that want you to go out with you like every weekend, or there's this course you want to take and it's an extra 10 hours a week in order for you to finish it, or, you know, 
your best friend wants you to go to the gym with her or him two more times during the week when you just started and it's been only one time a week. Essentially, if you think about all these requests in your life, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Now, when you really think about it in that sense, it will simplify your life so much where you just focus on the essentials rather than like 30 things in your life constantly. So for me, when I first started in the um, training industry, you know, I would say yes to everything. You know, a client couldn't make it at 5 p.m. They wanted to come in to the gym later at 9 p.m. I would say yes. If my boss at the time wanted me to work a Saturday, I would say yes. And it got so, you know, repetitive, it became a habit, and human beings are creatures of habit. You know, the moment you fall into something that you do on a daily basis, it's never going to stop. So, you know, I was a victim to saying yes all the time. And now the people around me just expected me to say yes to everything. They knew they could always get wrath to do what they wanted. And also, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a nice person and I wouldn't want to say no to people because I felt bad about it. But you know, after reading this book, I was like, holy crap, I've been burning myself out because what happened was rather than, you know, working 40 hours a week, it ended up being 60 to 70 because I kept saying yes to all these different things when in reality it do didn't really do anything for me. So the hard part is how do you say no without being a douchebag or an asshole or people start thinking like, Hey, what the hell, dude, you always would come through for me. But if you structure the sentences a little bit differently where they would be the asshole. So like an example would be, uh, here's an easy one. If someone wanted me to work a Saturday, I would say, you know, normally I would say yes, but this Saturday I promised my wife I would hang out with her because all week I've been working from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. So now the conversation has turned and that person asking you a favor was like, well, now I can't really guilt them into doing what I want. And you also have to think about priorities, right? So like, what's the most important thing to you? So if you had to make a list, and this goes back to something I was talking about, like I don't know how many months uh, ago, um, like the four burner theory, right? So on your oven, you have four burners. You can only cook four things at a time. And if you structure that in your life, like you can only focus, you know, all your efforts on four things. And where are your priorities on that stovetop? So, you know, some people who take the time to actually do this exercise, you know, hopefully your first burner is gonna be yourself you should put yourself in front of everything and not put yourself at the very bottom. You know, number two could be your family, number three could be your health, and number four could be a hobby or whatever it is. So, you know, at a capacity, you could focus on four things, but if you are trying to focus on 30, there's no way that you're able to accomplish everything. And I think this is where a lot of people, when it comes to fitness and fat loss, um, fall short you know like they have a stressful job they have 
20 different things they need to worry about to live on a daily basis and they're like oh shit i also need to exercise i also need to cook meals i also have to do this i also have to go to sleep early i also have to get off my phone before i go to bed i also have to make sure i drink a bunch of water and the list keeps piling up and you know, either that four burner analogy, there's no chance in hell for you to be successful unless you take something from one of the burners, put them at the bottom of the barrel and put your health or yourself in there. And, you know, it's a lot easier said than done, but that's one of the things that you need to focus on to be successful in anything. You know, if I wanted to go to university and take a semester of whatever class, there's no chance in hell that I can even do that because I already know my schedule inside and out. Like I put in probably 60 to 70 hours of work per week and if I add another thing, there's no way for me to do that unless something else suffers, right? So that's another exercise that I like to give my clients or just people who always say yes to things and I've seen it with a couple of my online coaching uh, clients where there's one in particular I'm thinking about where they will say yes to everything. So here's like a little case study. This individual works about 50 to 60 hours a week. Their commute to and from work is two hours. They want to lose fat, so they're working with me. So that's another priority. They have a family. That's another thing that takes time. And they are also training for a full marathon, which is back when I used to train for marathons, I believe I was running anywhere from seven to 10 hours a week. So it's like, where do you have the time to sleep? Where do you have the time to relax? Where do you have the time to do anything? So even auditing your own schedule to look at, you know, how jam packed your things are would be a really like big wake-up call for a lot of people because you if you just go day in day out and don't really know what your schedule is you just kind of go with the flow it's not really helping you if you actually went on your google calendar or your iCal and wrote out every single hour the moment from you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and see how long you have crap during the day and then someone comes along and says hey um this project at work is going to need some more people we need you to go on this thing and you already know you're at your limit and you're just so used to saying yes your life is going to be miserable and your new goal for 2018 that you wanted to lose weight is going to go down to the priority list at the very bottom of the list so this is where learning how to say no is so crucial for life and also fitness and health you know focus on four things that are essential to your well-being and you will be successful and i know it's very very difficult to do this you know straight from the beginning but just practicing learning how to say no is the first step So if someone's asking you to do something that requires a lot of time, just be like, hey, honestly, I can't. I have a lot of different responsibilities. And if something like falls off or I get some more free time, definitely 100% I will do it. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it because I want to keep this short. 
as my last episode I went for an hour but I was really happy to see so many people um, you know tune in that long and maybe for like a follow-up to this if you guys take the time to actually you know sit down even after this podcast and write down your daily schedule right like rather than just hoping for the best each and every day to see if you have enough time to go to the gym actually sit down and write and you'd be surprised like oh shit mondays are really packed why the hell was i trying to get to the gym on mondays and then you realize oh thursday's my lighter day at work no wonder i would come home and i have an hour of free random shit time where i just go on netflix and waste time and i'm like oh my god i need to go to sleep now so audit your schedule learn how to say no to what's like least important in your life and you will get ahead in no time and when i say in no time it does take some time but i think the other thing this could be another episode but a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to actually see sustainable weight loss fat loss muscle gain or whatever it doesn't take you know two months or like two weeks and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna be totally shredded i'm gonna look amazing like it takes years and same goes for business like i just did my 100th episode with jordan syatt last friday and i asked him like plain simple like you have an amazing online business how long did it take you to actually see sustainable income where you can go completely online and leave the in-person business and he said it took him three years of working monday to sunday 60 70 hour weeks to actually see the success he has now and i'm pretty sure most people are not willing to put in that much effort to actually see those results so just like weight loss if you're not willing to put in so much effort and time where it actually requires you to think it actually requires you to get off the couch from netflix and write down a grocery list write down what you're going to eat write down your workout schedule and be structured then it's not going to come so quickly right like i always tell clients it's a lot harder than you think so if I had someone that's goal was to get a shredded six pack as fast as possible, I'm gonna be blunt as possible with them and ask like, are you willing to sacrifice X, Y, and Z? If the answer is no, then get it out of your head that in three months you're not gonna be shredded. It's gonna take years. And if you're willing to wait that long, then awesome. If you're not, then you're always gonna be in that position in the middle where you're not going to see the success as fast as possible. You're going to get frustrated and eventually get to the fuck it. I'm not going to do this anymore. So if you get it out of your head where, you know, for the average human being, there are the outliers that can do amazing things. But for the majority part, get it through your head that it's not going to be easy to see the success that you have in your head. You know, this is where the fitness marketing pisses me off so much you know, they market all these diets and cleanses and all this bullshit that you can change your entire life to two to four weeks when we all know deep down inside that's not how it works. There's no secret pill. There's no secret fat loss hack. It's just hard work. Just like, 
you know, by now people understand that when they go on Facebook and see learn how to make an extra $500 per day from the comfort of your home is most likely bullshit. But for some reason, when it comes to fitness and health, if you saw something similar where it's like, hey, lose 10 pounds in a week and then lose 20 pounds the second week, you're like, oh my God, I need to start doing this. That, like, it blows my mind how many people fall for that. And the other interesting thing is people don't like simple answers when it comes to weight loss and fitness. Like, any new person that comes to me and asks my advice, I'm like, it's hard work and consistency. There's nothing special. You could have the shittiest program in the world, but if you eat like crap for a long period of time and don't break through, you know, habits that have been with you for decades, there's no point. There's, it's not going to happen as quickly as you think it is. Um, so I kind of went on a side rant on there because it kind of pissed me off when people continually fall for what the fitness industry is marketing to them and we need more people that actually speak the truth when it comes to fitness and uh, weight loss. Um, but going back to my original point is learning how to say no. Um, I will put the book I recommend in the beginning in the show notes. I highly recommend you read it. Um, go on Audible if you're like me that can't read longer than 15 minutes and speed up the um speed up the sound by like 1.5 and finish the book in like half the time but i am going to stop it there feel free to uh, reach out to me if you have questions about this episode so let's get right into it and the topic i am going to bring up is disappearing from your health and fitness so what the hell does that even mean so as a coach the past eight years I've noticed a trend, maybe not even a trend, but a pattern and a behavior from a client's perspective. And I'm gonna give you some examples. So I had this uh, one client that you know just started with me. He wanted to sign up twice a week. We started training, you know, three months in, super consistent. You know, we started getting to know each other. We're having a great time. And then one day he doesn't show up for a session. I was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe like, you know, he's sick or something happened. He slept in, whatever. You know, I give him a call. No answer. Go straight to voicemail. I'm like, hey, man, you missed your session. Just wondering what's going on. And, you know, didn't hear back. It was later during the week when he was supposed to come in for a second session. Wasn't there. Like, okay, something's going on. So I decided to email him like, hey, you missed uh, you know, two sessions in a row. What's going on? You're really consistent. Hope everything's okay. And didn't hear from him for you know a couple months. And I found it really strange that he just kind of fell off the map. And you know, I would email him once a week. Still no answer. You know, a couple months go by. I'll, I reached out like once a month. Still nothing. A couple more months go by. And I finally hear back from him. And I think it took him six months to get back to, you know, a couple of missed calls, voice messages, emails, and what have you. And turns out he decided to move to Mexico. Boom. Out of nowhere. Didn't tell me. I don't know what the hell went wrong. Not sure if I did something, said something, but based on the email, he was nothing there was no issues he just said you know decided to pick up my things move to mexico having a blast and never explained anything to me I'm like okay weird um 
Here's another example. Um, Trained this one client. You know, we went straight for eight months. Was trained for, I think it was like three, four times a week. You know, super active on email, super active with their training program. And then went on vacation. And um, they were gone for three weeks. And I'm like, no problem. You know, enjoy yourself. Have a good time. I'll check in periodically through email, see how you're doing. And then when you come back, we'll get right back into it. And then, you know, goes on vacation. Those weeks go by. Don't hear anything from her. Didn't hear, like, message them through Facebook. She didn't reply back. I'm like, hey, what is going on? And it's been three years. Still don't know where she is. Um really strange and you know that's two examples where people completely fell off the map but here's another one um my old gym that i was training at i had a client that was there when that gym opened up so he was a client for four years i came in the picture in their first year so i was training him for three years that gym closed down and during the transition time of me finding a new gym to train my clients at it was a good eight weeks of my clients not training and when I found a new spot you know contacted everyone is like hey you know I found a good spot um, this is how it's gonna be and you know I had this huge influx of clients that just jumped right on board they were ready they were good to go and this one guy who was super consistent for years never you know replied back to me um, basically just ignored every single email I would see him on Facebook I'd see him on Instagram like doing stuff, I'm like, hey, what the hell's going on? And after one year of kind of following up with him once a month just to see if, you know, hopefully he would answer my email, he replied back and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm ready for training. A lot of shit happened in my life. Hopefully that's cool. I'm like, of course, like it's all good. And, you know, it turns out like his father died and obviously he had to deal with it somehow. And, you know, this stuff does happen and you know he just went right back into it started training again super consistent for a year and then again fell off the map and don't know what happened stopped answering my emails and then he eventually came back again and he's like hey you know work got super busy i was doing 16 hour days seven days a week i just couldn't handle another hour to my life i just had to get home and sleep and just relax and be with my family so with those three examples, you know, when I first was new to the industry, I found it really annoying. I thought people were lazy. I thought people just didn't want it bad enough. But, you know, shit happens, life happens. And I think as coaches, we need to understand that, you know, the moment you get a client, they can just leave at any time. It's not a life term commitment of 10 years they're going to be with you shit will happen you know they'll go through a divorce they'll lose a family member they'll lose their jobs they'll move into a different country and not tell you about it like this shit does happen but if you leave a great impact on their life they will come back to you they'll know how to find you if you are super on it with social media they will look you up on facebook or instagram or whatever have wherever you have all your content and eventually they'll reach out when they're ready. And I think that's a big one. Like all the fitness enthusiasts, you know, listening, like you can only train when you're ready, you know, 
stuff will come up in your life where you just can't can't make a priority to the gym. You know, I see it all the time with clients where they really want to get health as a priority. They do it for a while and they realize that they didn't shove anything else out of their life in their priority list and things are not getting done. They're not spending enough time with their family and they're like, holy crap, I can't do this. I need to take something out. And usually the gym is the first thing, which kind of sucks because I look at it as like, I don't want people to like lose ton of weight and so I want them to look better and feel better. But I think of the bigger picture because it's your health. Like even if you were coming in one day a week for 30 minutes, like you're still going to get benefit benefits to your health. You know, like that's going to prevent you getting some sort of like diabetes or any other kind of life-threatening disease over time. But as the general population looks at it, it's something that they can give up. And they usually come back to it when things get really bad. And I've seen it with clients where, you know, they're super consistent, they drop off, they go on like blood pressure medication, they're like, holy shit, I need to get back to the gym. They go back to the gym, they hammer it out, they get off their blood meds, and then they kind of feel that they can leave again because they got off the medication. And it's just vicious cycle going back and forth. Now, you know, as a coach, I've never experienced that. I can only imagine, you know, other people, how they feel when they know they should be going to the gym, but work is super crazy. The kids schedule at school is super crazy. And then on top of that, you still need to sleep. You still have to do your chores. You still have to do this and do that. And people are asking you to come out. You're, you have birthday parties. You have a family event. You have a funeral that you have to fly out to Toronto or whatever you got to do. It all adds up. And then you're just like, holy shit. So I think I've made a video about this. I might have said this on the show, but there's this, you know, theory of the four burners on a stovetop. And those are your four priorities in your life. And you can only have four at a time. So we hope as coaches that one of those burners would be devoted to your health, which is the gym. And then the other three burners can be your family, yourself, your business, your dog, your whatever, your car that you're rebuilding in your garage. But if you now introduce something new to your life that's going to take up a lot of time, like, hey, you know what would be a great idea? I want to go back to school and get my master's and whatever, and I'm not going to eliminate anything else in my life. I'm just going to pack it on top and see how shit unfolds. And that's what usually happens. So if you remember my other episode about, you know, saying no to things, this is where it goes hand in hand. Most people don't think about it. You know, they get presented a new opportunity. It's like, hey, we got this new promotion, but you're going to have to do an extra 10 hours a week of work in order for you to get that promotion, get them, uh, get more money, get better benefits, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to be good for your family. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And you're like, yeah, totally. I should totally do that. And then you go into it and you're like, oh, shit, that extra 10 hours is actually a lot per week. Now I can't go see my kids dance recital. Now I can't go play basketball with my buddies. Now I can't go play golf on Sunday mornings with my friends. Now I can't do this. Now I can't do that. And something's got to give. And it's going to be the gym. It's going to be whatever extracurricular thing that you signed up for. And I think this is where 
Another thing I brought up in my previous episodes is to audit your day, audit your time, audit the things you've said yes to. And it's really hard to actually do this because people realize this at the worst time yet. It's, I see this all the time with my clients who are parents. You know, they have their kids in school and they don't actually think about that the moment the kids go in school, they're going to have extracurricular activities. And that adds a lot of time. So, you know, here's all these parents putting their kids in elementary school and they're like, oh, yeah, this is all good, whatever. And out of nowhere, they're like, hey, we have this play. And now for the next month, we have to be picked up from school at 6 p.m. And 6 p.m. is your gym time. So what happens? You cut out the gym because kids come first. Right. So you really need to start thinking about as coaches that your client's world does not like revolve around your workout. There's so many different strings attached to their life other than what you're doing in the gym. And, you know, as a fitness enthusiast listening to the show, this might like resonate like you're like, oh, shit, like Raph's right. Like I have a lot of crap on my plate. No wonder I haven't been to the gym for three months. As much as you want to, you need to really sit down and start thinking about what's really important and then start eliminating all the clutter, right? It's just like how after a couple years, you look in your closet and you're like, why the fuck do I have 12 shoe boxes? Why did I keep these? And now the rest of my house is a disaster because I keep collecting crap that I don't need. Like, you know that feeling when you do like spring cleaning and you get rid of all the shit or, you know, you go to your storage locker, you're like, why the hell do I have a fax machine from the 80s? And you take it to the dump and you just throw it out there and you feel so good that you're throwing a piece of shit that you've held on for so long and you finally got rid of it. You feel lighter, you feel good. You're like, now I can accomplish more things. It's the same thing when it comes to your priorities in your life. Like sit down, write out everything you do and see what you can throw out. Throw out the shit in your life that you don't need. And I think coaches need to understand their clients a little bit more that, you know, training for us comes easy. Like, we could have the busiest week and a jam-packed, filled weekend of crap to do. Somehow we're going to figure out to get a workout in. While everyone else in your family could be, like, stressing about crap, like... Here's a really good example. The day before my wedding, I somehow figured out to get a workout in and convinced my best man to work out with me while my wife was like freaking out about everything. Somehow I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to work out. I think like a complete insane lunatic, whereas a regular client is going to be thinking about that wedding. So this is where coaches need to come down off their little like high horse of fitness and look through the eyes of the client and the client who's listening right now, you know, just because you haven't gone to the gym for a month, three months, six months, two years, that's okay. It's because it's not in your priority list high enough for it to happen every week. And, you know, sometimes you can fall into a habit of not going like you can not have a lot of stuff going on in your life 
and the gym just doesn't happen because you've been out of it for so long it just becomes a habit and humans are a habit of nature like if you decide to sit on your butt every day at 6 p.m watching netflix it's going to continue happening no matter what so for those who have the time try to break the cycle try to break the habit for those who've been off for six months because their entire life has turned upside down don't feel bad find five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes whatever you have to do something that's active and coaches if you have clients that are super flaky or the ones that you know disappear for six months at a time don't give up on them never give up on them because that's your job to be there whenever they need you they might not need you right at that second but the moment they feel ready to make a change of their life you need to be ready with open arms so they feel like they never left so i'm going to leave it there hopefully i didn't ramble too much and i'd be really curious for people listening to my show who are clients or you know people interested in fitness who are not coaches i would love to hear your experience about a time in your life where you know you're super consistent at the gym and out of nowhere it just stopped you know something happened drastic in your life and you had to cut the gym out of your life i would love for you to reach out to me and let me know what it was and kind of explain your experience going through it because i'm kind of interested to understand my clients better when I train them online and in person. So I'm gonna end it there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of me rambling about this topic. I find it really interesting and you know, share your experience with me, share this podcast, share it on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever you are on. And thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting this show. 